The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. To the nine foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris Lanuti. This is the EP podcast 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. And we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends and those that are celebrating Christmas. It's this weekend. Did you get your shopping done yet? I was out on Friday, it was nuts. Like, I started off jolly and I ended up the evening needing a stiff drink and hating humanity. Next year, I'm getting all my shopping done in August. To brighten the mood and get you in the spirit, the Evergreen Park High School Madrigal Choir is down here in the basement, ready to perform and talk with us on the EP podcast. We're going to get to them in just moments, but first I'm going to introduce our first guest sitting down here. This is Chef Max Musto. I noticed you in an Instagram post from our mayor uh, that we had a chef here in Evergreen Park that was doing some cool stuff. Doesn't doesn't have a place here in Evergreen yet. Who knows? Maybe one day uh, soon. Uh, but is doing some really interesting stuff, and I wanted to have you in and, and chit-chat with you. How are you, Max? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How do you get into being a chef, first off? Because, you know, I, like I used to cook a little bit, and then my wife... Like, I'm Italian. You're Italian. My my wife uh, married into the family and realized very quickly she had to get her cooking skills up. She was like, oh, my goodness, I can't do what your your mother does, what your grandmother does. I can't do that. And she, like, immediately, like, dove into it. Now I'm not even allowed in the kitchen, so I don't get to do it anymore, okay? But I, I, I always look at her, and I'm like, wow, you're so good at this now. You should, like, open up your own place. But how do you how do you get to the point where you're a chef? Well, like you said, you're Italian. I think that's the first thing, you know? <laughs> that's where all the best food comes from. You, you grow up in an Italian family, and everything's like, manja, manja. Oh, yeah. You know, you're eating all the time. And, you, you know, I started making homemade pasta when I was six years old, and Sunday gravy every Sunday, and you're helping your ma tie up the brajol and you know so you grow up in an italian family it's just it's in it's in you and then i think you know my italian father when i was like in my 20s i was always in all types of art and uh he's like you know you need to just do it and just go to culinary school so i listened to my italian father and i went to culinary school i went to the cordon bleu in 2008 and graduated from there in 2010 with an associates in a culinary arts of applied sciences. And you took an interesting path to the type of food that you prepare. We're going to get into that in a moment. Quick reminder, everybody listening, this episode of the EP Podcast and every episode of the EP Podcast brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park and that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. 2.5% statement savings special. An 11-month CD is 3%. They're given 3.25 on a 26-month CD. They're also helping your kids get their bright financial future started. Learn good money habits early in life. Get your kid a Junior Savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. With a Junior Savers account, kids earn interest on every dollar they deposit. They get to watch their money grow. My kids saw their money grow so much they started buying Christmas gifts. Then they saw their money go away. Valuable lesson learned here by the teenagers in the Lanuti house. They'll build it back up again with that Junior Savers account. Learn all about it. They don't even start paying any maintenance fees or worrying about any issues until they turn 22. And you only need a minimum balance of $200. Get into the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, 95th and Pulaski, member FDIC. 
first off, you're you're here in Evergreen. You're a chef. You're 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 working out of a, a ghost kitchen right now, Correct. right? And that was a thing a lot of people did during the pandemic. We've sure. had so many restaurant owners and that we've talked to here on the EP podcast, and you know. The, Things changed during that period of time. It's still changing. Uh, you know, lunch crowds, dinner crowds, the rushes, the way that people eat, the way that people go out, the way that people spend their dollar. So much has changed over the last couple of years. Is that why you went with the ghost kitchen? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Also, I had this uh, spiritual awakening that put me down this plant-based path of veganism. And yeah, I think that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was getting to that next. I mean, you're an Italian. Yeah. How do you how do you make every like yeah. the name of your place is herbivore? Yeah. And so I look at that and I go, oh, no, yeah, there's no meat. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that like, like, I'm not going to eat nothing but plants. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't bring myself to do that. You know, like I to me, it's still like a like, oh, I'm, what? I can't get I can't get any meat whatsoever. Like, I'm just going to be eating like seaweed that's supposed to, to fool me into meat. So how do you go down that path? Because even when you were describing what it was like growing up as an Italian kid who's from an Italian family that cooks, you mentioned a couple different kinds of meat when you were sitting yeah. there and you were talking. So, like, how do you get to that? Yeah. So, you know, I'm classically trained in, in French culinary school. You know, you're cooking with a lot of animal products and a lot of butter and cream and um, you know, for me, I went and I had kind of like a spiritual awakening. I went out of the country and did some plant medicine. And in my experience, I realized the interconnectedness of all life and not only what I was doing to the animals, but the planet and my own personal health. And it just kind of woke me up to like, you need to make some changes, not only for yourself, but the greater good, the whole. And, um, you know, vegan food has come a really long way. You know, it's not just seaweeds and salads anymore. And, uh, see, for, that's what I see. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, ah, it's seaweed. <laughs> He's yeah. just putting seaweed in a oh, bone, don't folks. Don't get excited. It's just seaweed. Like yeah, that's how we're We do yeah. eat that stuff from time to time. But like you said, you know, you're growing up in Italian. I love food. You know, I literally like have manja tattooed on my arm. I got a whole sleeve of food, you know, everything from bacon to chicken wings to sushi. So for me, having this kind of experience, like it was life changing. It really opened up my eyes. And it, I took the time to relearn my craft. And we have a lot of great products on the market right now, but I really do a lot of stuff myself. So, you know, I make a lot of my own cheeses and meats and what I realized through relearning my craft is a lot of the things is it's flavor and it's texture. It's not really just the meat that you're tasting in a dish, right? Right. So, you know, yeah, maybe if you're eating a steak, but you're still seasoning it with salt and pepper, you're searing it, you're finished, you're basing it with butter and garlic and thyme and all these herbs. Um, but we have a lot of really cool products on the line right now that are a good replacement. And, it's, and you know, even if you're not going to be vegan, you should be open-minded to trying some of this stuff because we have some of the leading food scientists and chefs and, you know, the people that are on the forefront of this creating some of this stuff just to make an impact on the planet alone. You know, if you have kids and uh, you want to leave something for them, the thing that we need to leave for them is a healthy environment for them to live in. So I find it interesting what you said there when you're making your own meats and cheeses because you can't use meats and cheeses yeah. if you're vegan. So you create this. So yeah, I do. Without giving away every trade secret, sure. how do you make a meat? Is it like something like you have a recipe to make the closest thing to ground beef? Like you have a recipe to make the closest thing to a steak? Like is that what you develop and figure out first? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of stuff on the market. There's stuff that I do myself. There's this um, stuff called seitan or seitan. It's been used by... Buddhist monks for like over a thousand years. It's basically the proteinaceous flour from the wheat germ. It's called vital wheat gluten. And when you're making bread, you manipulate gluten and it creates gluten strands, which makes the bread have body to it. 
So it's the protein stripped away for it and you create it to mimic like an animal protein. So the more you work it, the more you can create muscle fibers and textures. You could add chickpea flour and all these different seasonings and ingredients. You can do it similar like how you do to meat. You could steam it, you can braise it, and there are a lot of cool applications with it. Um, a lot, some other stuff that we use is TVP. It's a textured vegetable protein made out of soy. Um, this is something that's similar to um, Impossible does. They use stuff called methucellulose, which is it's just plant glue. It's this, the stuff that holds plants together. And this TVP and a bunch of different types of seasoning from shiitake powder to beetroot powder, garlic salt, all the same And you could flavors. do this, you could do this yeah. to make it taste like... Oh, yeah. Because well, I want meat. food to taste so, good. What, okay, so me, I walk in and I'm a meat eater. Yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. against this completely. Like, first off... Is there something on your menu that you're like, that's what I want them to try first because it's going to fool them? I mean, oh, you yeah. have like something that you sit there and you say oh, like, yeah. this is the one that's going to definitely, uh, will they all fool me? Are there certain like levels of like how close you get it? Because I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like you must get people that end up like at your place or going, if you're doing a pop-up or anything like that, who, who get dragged in by a vegan and are like, uh, try this. And the person there is like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this. And they're trying, they're actually almost trying to find the difference. So you oh, yeah. must have something that you're like, this is what you're going to eat. You're not even going to be able to tell. Well, one of the things for me, I love a good burger. So a good burger was some one of the things that I wanted to recreate. And we actually got voted for this best burger in Chicago, recently published in Chicago Magazine. Best burger or best? Like, best vegan burger, vegan burger. in okay. Chicago. Number okay. one, published last month. Uh, number two in the country by Veg Out Magazine. Last year, um, we do a vegan Big Mac. So we call it the Big Macs. Obviously, my name is Max, so we play on that. And, you know, from people that I've spoken with and, you know, a lot of customers that are omnivores that come in just like you that are very skeptical and they want to prove me wrong, they're like, that's better than a regular Big well, Mac. Well, you ate meat before. It's not oh, like you yeah, were bored. Of, right, exactly, good. right, yeah. exactly. You ate meat. So you know the difference yeah. when you're making it oh, and stuff absolutely. like that. So that's, yeah. that, that, that's also a plus for you. It's not yeah. like you were born... Like no. a meatless child. No, and and you know, uh, you know, do you guys know uh, Ocheval? It's uh, in the West Loop off Randolph, best burger in the, in America. I mean, I I worked there for about three years. I mean, people are waiting six hours just to get this burger. It's right. insane. I worked there for three years, and I learned a lot of the little techniques and the nuances. And I take that application and I apply it to the plant based ingredients. But the great thing about it is that you're still getting all the flavors, still getting all the texture, but you're just not getting any of that. Uh, cholesterol, the animal fat that's like clogging up your heart. Now, do you know? Do people need to have a plant-based burger all the time? But you know, you rotate that in a couple times a month or a few times a year. That'll make an impact on you, the environment, and of course, the animals. All right. So now I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Yeah, go ahead. But I am convinced of this. Whenever I read like the back of like when somebody you're talking food science, right? Yeah. So whenever I read the back of like one of these things where it's like a quick heat meal or something that's like not exactly what I'm buying or I'm having a protein bar, I'm convinced sure. all I'm eating is bugs. Are there are there bugs involved in this? Are you using bugs? No, no bugs. Okay. No bugs in anything over okay. here. No. Are bugs vegan? I don't think bugs are vegan. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm always convinced of I that. mean, I'm kind like, of I'm blown away. Well, they yeah. got to get the protein from somewhere. No. It's probably I'm eating a bug. So, so if you think about it, right, like a lot of the stuff that we eat, you get most of your proteins from legumes. So, right, you're getting it from soy. You're getting it from, you know, like black beans, lentils, whatever. So the TVP, the impossible, that's from a soy protein. Now, when you're eating a cow or you're eating a chicken or, or some of these animals, you're getting their protein from them. But where are they getting their protein from? They're getting it from the plants. Right. 
So literally, we're just and the cut, bugs. We're, maybe we're they might cut, be eating bugs too. We're just, yeah, probably the bugs. They're, we're just cut, <laughs> we're just cutting out the middleman here, and we're going straight to the plants. Right. You know? Right. Okay. So yeah, is this going to increase? or decrease or keep it about the same my budget when I'm going out eating? Is it expensive to eat vegan? Because it sounds to me like you have a very difficult process just to make the meat before you cook the food. Sure. For me, this is like something bigger than me. This is a movement. So what I'm trying to do constantly is figure out how can bring my price point at least to equal and sometimes lower than animal products. We just has a, had a resident. That would be big. Yeah. That's the whole idea behind yeah. like these electric cars and like sure. the idea of like, you know, specialized fuel and stuff like that. In the end, you got to make it at least equal or less yeah. to get people to make a change. Exactly. Or at least to be curious about right. it. Right. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. I just want to reframe your thoughts about plant-based food. Obviously it has the stigma, like what you said before, uh, salad and seaweed, but no, we've come a really bugs, long you way. You left out the bugs. And, oh yeah. And bugs. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> But we've come a really long way and all I want to do is like open your mind. So like we had residency last month at Virgin Hotel and they had a burger on their menu. We just price pointed the same, same exact thing. So yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. That's and how, event, that's how I discovered I'd you. like to lower it. That's, 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 that's my goal. That's how I discovered you because Mayor Burke had gone off to that and yeah, she had put something up on her, on her uh, social media. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got this guy. He lives in Evergreen and look at the stuff that he's doing that is so unique. And it's not something that you expect like Southsiders to do. Like you, you, typical Southsiders not trying to figure out how to create their own meat out of uh different soy and yeah, all the stuff. Plants, right, nobody get, nobody, stuff we're not figuring that out we're no. just going and getting a burger and moving out with our day you you've really thought through this process so if somebody wants to check out what you're doing right now mm-hmm. how do they do that so uh right now we're moving over to kimsky in the south side we'll be there in january for the whole month there's this month called veganuary it's a challenge that people do to try and go plant-based for a month see how that impacts your energy your health your cholesterol the planet obviously the animals so Chef Juan Kim, who's also a South Sider, he lives in Beverly, he offered me his restaurant for the month of January. So I'll be there Wednesday through Saturday for the entire month. And we're That's in do, Bridgeport, right? It's in Bridgeport. Yeah. It's on 31st and Halstead, right next to Maria's Package Goods. It's a cool little area, a bunch of cool guys down there. Uh, and we do a lot of Chicago classics, right? So we do tavern-style pizzas. We do pizza puffs. We do the Italian beef. We obviously do this Big Macs. We want to make sure that you're not missing any of those cult classics that you grew up with. All the flavor is there. All the textures there. We're just getting rid of the animal cholesterol. That's You're telling me that I could eat a healthier pizza puff? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to taste oh, even better, I promise. From one Italian to another, I promise you. I mean, like, that's why I think I trust you. Yeah. I think you're, yeah, you're, you're one of my people. Yeah. You're one of my people. If you were Irish, I wouldn't trust you. Oh, no. They don't make my, good food. My, yeah, my dad <laughs> would disown me if I... No, he'd disown me. Like, like, we, like I, I speak from somebody who's got Irish and Italian yeah. in his blood. Oh, we all and do, the Irish, I got some... And the Irish too. side, they weren't the cooks in the family. No, it was the Italians. Not. Right. If you were Irish, you were telling me you're yeah. going to make a potato <laughs> taste like a, like a hamburger, I'd be like, no, you're not. My Italian grandma taught my Irish mother. <laughs> I don't even identify with that side. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. And then, uh, and then hopefully at some point, uh, we'll see like a, a regular storefront for yeah, you, Yeah, right? we're shooting to have a restaurant open in spring in 2023 down here on the south side. Want to make it accessible to all of our people down here. They recruiting you yet here? This village loves oh, to recruit yeah, they businesses. Are. They, they recruit yeah, you? Yeah, uh, Mayor Burke has been hitting me up here and there. <laughs> uh, I adore her. She's been helping me out. Anybody else that has any... Uh, spots for me hit me up yeah there you go all right well it's very interesting i'm going to definitely check out the pop-up yeah, uh, when it gets do. to the bridge uh bridgeport in in january because i have to take you up on this now yeah. and try to figure out whether or not it tastes like 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 actual 
food. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, in yeah, my no, mind, I, I still have this thing. To, like, I'm there's no way I'm going to like this. And now, but you've talked it up to the point where I want to like it. And I think this would be a cool addition to Evergreen Park or this area here. So I wish you luck in your Thank in you. your search for a, a permanent spot. All right, Max Musto, thanks so much for coming on uh, the EP Podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. from Evergreen Park Community High School. Amy Kazin is sitting down here with me and and her group. How are you, Amy? It's great to be back with kiddos. I know. Isn't it nice to have them in here? I I, I made sure I had the basement like ready for you guys. Like if you if you notice I've got I've got all the lights up. I've even got the old C9 bulbs. You can't even buy these anymore. I looked for these in the store the other day. Now they're like they're LED lights and they're plastic so they don't break. No, no, no. You touch this thing. It either explodes or it goes out. That's how it works, Amy. That's what we got down here. But it, it's safely away from the from the from the young people. I so. have some of those in my house. <laughs> you are on the tour right now. This is when you're 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 busiest. I know that this is 
Like you, you come in and I know this is fulfilling for you, but it's also something that like, it's nonstop, isn't it? December is pretty busy because it's the time when everybody's looking for music to enhance their holiday season. And we're happy to be a part of that. Is it just kind of like one of those things where like the phone rings constantly, the emails going off and you're like, all right, let's see if we can fit this in. Now, do these kids get a lot of break from school? This probably works out well for them. No, in fact, we, we have to be really, really careful how often we pull them out. Our semester ends next week, so we're coming up on final exams, so we can't pull them out of class too often. Um, the luncheons that we go to, we have to be very, very strategic about how we plan them so that we don't take them out of class too much. It's like quick in, quick out, get back to school kind of stuff, right? Correct. To me, I see a couple of familiar faces, right? I know that they, they all get older and they move on. Raise wow. your hand if you've done the podcast Who's before. done the podcast before down here? See, I knew that there were some people that There's I've seen at least down a here few. before. Yeah, we got more than half down here. So, um, but do you, is this like a high demand thing in the school? Because you never seem to have a shortage of kids that, that join the Madrigals and then, and then your acapella group in the spring. We're really, really fortunate um, that these guys do a great job just by word of mouth telling their friends how fun it is. And I think as long as we keep the performance experience fulfilling for them and enjoyable, um, you know, as long as they enjoy making music, then they're going to recruit their friends and the younger kids are going to see that they're having fun and it just kind of keeps replenishing itself. Well, of course, I'd love to talk with the kids here for a second, but before we do that, I know you have two songs that you want to do down here. So let's, let's have one more song and then we'll sit down and we'll chat a little bit about what it's like to be a Madrigal. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Evergreen Park High School Madrigals on the EP podcast. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding and bring it us here. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We won't go until we've got some. No, we won't go until we've got some. We won't go until we've got some. So give it us here. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We all like figgy pudding, yes we all like figgy pudding, we all like figgy pudding, so bring it out here. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It is not officially the Christmas season, the holiday season here on the EP podcast until the Mandrigals are down here. As they get settled up to the microphone so we can chat, I want to give you a quick reminder. If you get injured at work, not at work. You need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. Insurance companies only care about one thing, the bottom line, the law offices of Parente and Norum. Their team has the experience, dedication, proven results it takes to get you the care and compensation you deserve. The law offices of Parente and Norum have recovered over $425 million for their injured clients and their loved ones. For a free case evaluation, 
EP Podcast listeners. Call or text them today, 312-641-5926, or visit pninjurylaw.com. Why don't you two young ladies introduce yourself? Hi. I'm Susie. Hi, Susie. How are you? And, and your name, miss? My name is Jamia. Hi, Jamia. So uh, I got to ask you girls a question now. If anybody's never seen the Madrigals before, they're they're in Renaissance outfits. I guess that's the easiest way to kind of put it out. Is there a draft? Do you, do you try to position yourself for the best costume? Do you keep yours all year long? Do you wait till somebody graduates so you can finally get the cool costume? Like, how does that work with the costumes? Can one of you answer that for me? So... <laughs> Seniors get first priority over costumes. As they should, for crying out loud. <laughs> so I have waited for this costume. I know there are people that wait all three years, and then their fourth year they get the costume that they really want. So I wouldn't say it's a draft, but people definitely wait to get certain costumes. Freshman year, do you end up in something you're like, oh, I hate this. Is that how that works? I am only a sophomore. I ended up with my favorite costume last year. It's this one. What kind of junk is this? How did and- you do that? <laughs> I don't know. No one else wanted wow. it, and no one else like. Now that you told, now that you so said it, I'm now never, that you said it, somebody slip it in and take it, and it no, outrages you. No, I'm never, I'm never getting rid of it, so I'm gone. So, no one in this room is getting it. Are there costumes that like are also by the wayside that she has like that that nobody selects? Is there is there are there some sitting in a bin right now that nobody ever picks up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about being fashionable when you're dressed up like this. Are there warmer costumes? I want to ask the guys this because I know that the guys have. Like some of these, like you just have a cape, basically. You get, well, move over by the mic there, my friend. What's your name? My name is Matthew. All right, Matthew. So you have a cape. You're, you're basically like pants. You got a little bit of a like a different kind of uh, Renaissance type shirt. But other than that, it's just it's a cape. It's it to me. I would think that's not as warm as the guy standing behind you who's got fur around his neck. Well, <laughs> what goes into your selection? Are you thinking warmth? Are you thinking practical? Or are you just like capes? I mean. I can't speak for my friend here. I mean, it looks warm. Um, <laughs> it does. But that I mean, looks like the warmer outfit. I, I usually pick like just because I, I like how it looks and I love capes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I go for like roles in a musical or whatever, I'm like, does that person have a cape? Because I want to go for them. <laughs> um, if you were a superhero, you'd be one with a cape. Oh, yes. Um, but um, this one's actually pretty warm. Uh, the cape itself, you kind of can like use a blanket if you want. Um, so it's nice. Uh, and then the pants are like felt. They're really fuzzy and they're thin, but like it's it's uh, you wouldn't think that it'd be warm, but it's warm. Are the guys competing for the costumes the same way or is that more of a more of a girl thing? I've got two teenagers. I got a 17 year old daughter and a 14 year old son. I can't imagine him caring as much about the alpha, but my daughter would be fighting to get the one that she wanted. Is it like that? Um, I'd say kind you of two guys arm wrestled. Is that what happened? Not yet. Um, <laughs> but uh. There's a little bit sometimes, uh, but I mean, I know John here has my costume from last year, oh. um, and I liked that one, but I like this one better. So okay, you know, but right. sometimes, not as much, but all sometimes. Right. All right. So I, I got a question. I, I see this all the time now, especially because, like I said, I got two teenagers. Uh, you see these kids; they jump on the social media, they're on the Instagram, they're on the TikTok, whatever, and they're singing. Do I do I have any TikTok stars in here or Instagram stars? Do I have people that jump on their phone and start singing? Yes, I do right here. Come on over here. I want to hear all about this because this is fascinating to me. So you jump on a screen where complete strangers can watch you sing. Uh, is that more or less nerve wracking than doing the madrigals? It depends, but like, <laughs> first of all, what's your name? Not your screen name, your real name. My name is My name is Parker. Okay. Um, so with being online, like, you are really 
putting yourself out there for literally anyone to take and interpret. Or... Right. The world is brutal. Yeah. Okay. They'll be mean you. Trust me. I'm a podcaster. And it people can... tell me I suck all the time. <laughs> and it can definitely like, it can go like completely the opposite direction as you expect something to go. Like depending on what you post, so you have you do have to be really careful. But um. I don't know. Like with performing live, it's much easier because everyone's just going to kind of forget about any mistake that you might have made while you were up there performing. So um, honestly, I find live performances easier and a lot more fun than put expressing and posting myself online. So I would imagine most of this group, since you're in this department and you're you're in the Madrigals, you enjoy singing, you enjoy performing. You also, the majority of you, if not all of you, are in the school play. Is everybody basically in the play generally? Anybody not in it? No, okay, I see all these. Uh, so all of you are doing that. So big, giant production, okay, with people coming to see you, sitting inside of a place where maybe it's a couple of nights and you get to do it over and over again, or traveling around and uh, kind of seeing different places and running into different people and having people just sit there and kind of watch you. Which one do you prefer? I definitely prefer um, the theater performances where a bunch of people come in at one night and you have like a, a huge whole audience. Because when we're touring, um, the audience are, audiences are generally smaller, but like there's just something like, there's just something about it performing in front of a huge audience and like all the applause and it's like, I don't know. Well, and then the fact that they're, when they, when they buy the ticket and they come to see you, you know they're paying attention, right, girls? I mean, you you guys probably could t you could tell me this. I'm sure you go to one or two of these things where it's like, and now the matter goes, and there's like three people that just can't stop eating their food on their plate. And they don't even look up, and it's got to drive you absolutely nuts. So there's got to be like a little bit more of the performance in front of people on the stage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some performances that we do um, when we're touring as the Mads, um, a lot of it is just like us just being background music while people are eating. But when you're when you have the whole audience who actually pay to see you, it's like you are getting more attention, more of a spotlight. But I still enjoy both. both I get that. I've done that before. I've been the background noise a lot of times. <laughs> to people. So trust me, I understand what that's like. Well, listen, anybody not get on the mic who was trying to get on? I saw there were a lot of volunteers. If you want to say hi real quick to your parents, anything like that. No, the rest of you are shy. All right, that sounds good. Uh, first of all, uh, you sound wonderful. And I really appreciate every time that you come down here and you visit me. I know it's one more stop and a grueling trip for you guys to stop by and see the EP podcast. But I, I love how you sound. I love what you do. Uh, and and really, it, I think it adds something to Evergreen Park. I, you probably don't get this, but the fact that this group bounces around, especially during the holidays, all these different events, I think means something to all the people in the area when they see you at all these different festivals. And I wanted to make sure I said thank you on behalf of the rest of the village, okay? Thank you. Thank you. As we get towards the end of this episode, remember every episode that we've ever made is on demand on any podcast player there is or at the eppodcast.com. If you have not subscribed, do so. If you've missed an episode, go back, check them out at your leisure. They're always there. It's like Netflix for radio. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative with a full taster bar and great CBD products. Check them out at their brand new location, 95th and Kedzie, 3148 West 95th Street to be exact. Northeast corner of the intersection, you can also visit coolcloudsvapor.com. Remember, if you have unwanted lights, like Cindy Lou Who's tree, where the one side just wouldn't light. Instead of waiting for the Grinch to take your tree and repair it, just go buy some new lights and recycle the old ones. 
Drop off any lights you don't want anymore. Recycle them at the Village Hall, 9418 South Kedzie, Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. Remember, over at that community center, you still have a chance to get your kid registered for Christmas break camp. It kicks off on Tuesday next week, the 27th, after Christmas. It goes for two weeks, Tuesday through Friday. Full day, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. with crafts and games and fun. Get them out of your hair. It's 280 bucks. Contact the community center or the rec department. If you have any questions, 708-229-3373. There's also a great opportunity for grade school basketball players, 4th through 8th grade, a one-day shooting clinic with Coach Sexton of the Evergreen Park Community High School Mustangs. They're going to work on the fundamentals of shooting over at the EP High School Sportsplex, 2700 West 91st Street. It's happening on Friday, the 23rd, the eve of the eve. It's 20 bucks. It happens from 1 p.m. until 2.30 in the afternoon. Send your kid over there with a basketball and a water bottle. Make sure their name is on the water bottle. Otherwise, Jimmy is drinking from Timmy's water bottle, and then you got sneezes and coughs and everything else on Christmas. And remember, if you're trying to make your New Year's Eve plans now, you might need a babysitter. Certified babysitters are available through the youth department. They have gone through the American Academy of Pediatrics class, they are available at 708-229-3377. Plus, if you need a last-minute stocking stuffer, get some Sid sauce. The peppers are grown in Evergreen Park. The sauce is developed here. All kinds of different temperatures, all kinds of different flavors. It's the only place we get our hot sauce from here in this house. Check out everything they have to offer at SidSauce.net. My thanks to all the guests that made it down here to the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar. We will be back on the 27th, Tuesday. I'm taking the day after Christmas off. You do not want to hear what I'm going to be like after two days with the family. We're all going to need to decompress. The EP Podcast back here, available with a new episode, Tuesday the 27th. Enjoy your holidays however you celebrate. Merry Christmas from my family to yours. And thank you so much for listening to the EP Podcast. Another show is wrapped up, another show's in the books, another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks it's gonna be a good one, and we'll see you next week, and the nude is basement, and the nude is basement, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.